0: Go check out platform.com that's P L T 4 M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might've missed. Don't forget to check out at coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag hog football chat. When you're there, we have a great episode for you today. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today, I've got Coach Colin Prosser with me. Coach Prosser is currently the offensive line coach at Minnesota State University, Mankato, uh, and he's been there since 2017. He was a former player at Wayne State College. Uh, Got his coaching start at University of South Dakota as a graduate assistant before moving on to be the running backs, tight ends, offensive line, co-offensive coordinator at Morningside College. After that, spent some time at University of South Dakota as an assistant defensive line coach, special teams coach, and then becoming the offensive line coach in 2015. Uh, Again, like I said, he's currently at Minnesota State University of Mankato as the offensive line coach, and uh, he's my guest today on the, the podcast. Coach, what's going on?
1: Nothing uh, nothing much it's a beautiful day here in Mankato we're talking about highs of uh 70, 75. so oh, wow yeah
0: it's it's uh we we woke up this morning to um buckets of rain so it's uh it's it's a it's a day to stay indoors well that's a horrible joke to make a horrible pun i guess because everyone's <laughs> indoors but it's a day to truly stay indoors here in wisconsin so we're uh we're we're stuck watching the rain outside
1: yeah it's uh we had that weather yesterday so hopefully the good weather is on your on the way to you tomorrow. Yeah,
0: that's what we're hoping for. So, uh you know, first question I've got for you and and you know, looking at your bio, you guys have had a ton of success running the ball and 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 scoring points. Uh talk to me about how the offensive line played uh you know, played a part in in a lot of those successful teams and seasons.
1: Uh yeah, so you know, when I got here in in 2017 when uh coach Hoffner uh, offered me the job and you know, I got here in July and Uh, you know, the big thing was, is that uh, they were, the the program itself really wasn't happy with the year before, and it went eight and three, Mm -hmm. so I was was really excited going forward, and um, they had a good group of offensive linemen back, and, uh, you know, we really kind of came in and just, you know, talked about, you know, what we're going to be about, and and Coach Hoffner preaches it all the time, um, you know, that the the game is won up front, and we want to be able to control the line of scrimmage, so we've kind of you know, developed an attitude. And, you know, I know a lot of people call, um, you know, the offensive line, the hogs. And, you know, we do the same thing here, but it actually, it stands for something, okay. uh, you know, and so we define that. Uh, it stands for hardcore offensive ground security. Nice. Then, I like you know, that. We, and we talk about, I can't remember, I stole it from somebody back when <laughs> I was at Morningside College in 2013, uh, somewhere on a, on a chat board or something. And, uh, you know, so, so we talk about that and we actually define, you know, what what hardcore and, and offensive and ground and security means. And then, you know, as you know, that, that offensive line room, you've got 20 guys in there and they've all got different personalities and, you know, not everyone's going to get along. And uh, so we talk about, you know, hogs having fun and fun. We want to figure it out, you know, communication, obviously fun can, you know, relate to on the field and off the field. Right. Um, but figure it out, you know, they got to communicate and, you know, uh, I, didn't, I never had a brother, but I had a sister, and, you know, we never got along. Um, but I got three sons, and, you know, they don't get along sometimes. But, you know, I think <laughs> at any point they start wrestling in the back backyard and some kid jumps on, on one of the brothers, it's all of a sudden it's a, it's a pile-on, you know, right. taking care of each other. So we talk about that a lot, and, uh, you know, they're a great group of guys. Uh, you know, they, they work their tails off. Um, and we really made it a point that we're going to, uh, you know, we, we want to be able to run the football and whenever we want, and you know how we want, and I, our offense coordinator Joe Bishaner, um, he wants nothing more than to be able to just control the line of scrimmage, which is awesome. Um, you know, we, we have conversations like, maybe, maybe we should pass it here. Uh, you know, and but our guys, we ask our guys all the time, what would you rather do? You want to throw it, or do you want to run it? And you know, so if you want to run it, you better be able to get move the sticks on right. first and second down.
0: Right. It's, it's kind of, you know, you brought up a point about having fun. And and I think a lot of times, especially um, in this generation, kids hear the word fun and they think automatically it's got to be like loose and, 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 and and, um, over the top with, with fun. When, when really fun can be just beating the crap out of your opponent, you know, and, and enjoying a good time. There's a, you know, there's a lot of different definitions for that word fun, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We talk, we say we want to have a lot of fun, but we don't want to be funny.
0: Right. Good. Um, that, that's perfect. That's a great, that's a great analogy right there. That's perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, in the meeting rooms, you know, you know, if we've got an hour to meet, um, you know, and today is what, you know, from what I found is that it's not like, you know, back when you and I played where you sat in a meeting room for an hour and, and 20 minutes and you could just sit there and, you know, go and you'd still, you'd space off and drift off. But you know, we give our guys, you know, hey, twenty five, thirty minutes in. All right, we're gonna go to something else. Go get a drink of water. Right. Um. You know, our offensive coordinator, when he's in a meeting with guys, he'll let them. All right, we're going to something else. You can check your phone. You know, I mean, that's their lifeline right now. So trying to, we're trying to shift a little bit from necessarily the old school to the mm-hmm. new school, just to you know to make it. So you know, it's not so much, I guess, as a grind. Right. Um,
0: be- and I hate it's that. Changing. I hate that term, grind. I, I, I. I I often, and I've said it before on this podcast, but people, in my opinion, that quote unquote grind, um, that talk about grinding, you know, and tweet about it and do all those types of things. I feel like those people are just uh, poor time managers and they don't understand how to actually just work efficiently. And so that's why they quote unquote grind. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: uh, moving on, coach, first question I've got for you, and it's kind of one of the f- things that jumped out of me on, on, your, on your bio. Um, you know, you played at Wayne State College. Uh, you played tight end. You played fullback before. I'm assuming before going to offensive line. Was that was that the progression?
1: Yeah. So I uh, I, I got recruited there as a as a tight end, and and we were kind of a kind of a, uh, a veer option. You know, uh, double wing team. Mm-hmm. My first year, and then that that head coach got got fired, and then Dan McLaughlin came in, and we became like a 12 and 21 team. So I was kind of the second tight end, second fullback for, for a year or two. And the starting fullback got sick one week. Um, and I all of a sudden I I was I was the backup tight end and starting fullback, so 12 personnel and 21 personnel. I mean, you couldn't it was awesome. I went from I'd broken my hand, so I'd been out for four weeks, and I went from taking no reps to taking about, you know, fifty reps in a game. I thought I was gonna die. Practice was miserable <laughs> that week. Um, and then, you know, for about two years we ran that offense, and then we kind of went into like the um we brought in an offense court named Gene, sir. He mm-hmm. was out in Nebraska. And, um, you know, we were talking about it actually on a hog football chat on Monday that we were the, we were a split back gun veer option team. And uh, so we kind of eliminated the tight end. And so then I was kind of playing fullback and then we went to like 20 personnel and we eliminated the fullback. Right. And it was in spring ball and Kelvin bell, the defensive line coach at Iowa was our offensive line coach at the time. He asked me, I'll never forget, it was on my uh, 22nd birthday, he asked me if I wanted to move to offensive line. And I looked at him, I go, no, you're crazy. <laughs> Why would I ever want to do that? And my right. dad was standing there. And after Coach Bell left, my dad kind of, you know, smacked me in the chest. He goes, well, you don't want to play 65, 70 plays a game? And I kind of go, well, when you put it that way, there's there's a lot of different, you know, that, right. that it's a lot different. Um, so I, I moved to offensive line the last week of spring ball my senior year. And I thought I was going to play guard all summer, and uh, you know, in, in fall camp, and then all of a sudden I moved to left tackle, um, and I ended up starting every game at left tackle. Um, you know, at, at 6'1", 265 pounds with pads and soaking wet. Right. Um, that's
0: and that's not exactly like the easiest spot to play on the offensive line either. Was I mean, what what struggles? You know, what what were your biggest struggles you had kind of moving making that switch from from a you know a, a a super skill guy uh to to I, I like to call us big skill guys but what what kind of tr- what kind of you know setbacks did you uh, have if any i mean i every week it,
1: i just got bull rushed i mean right. figured that <laughs> figured how that was and you know moving from tight end to offensive line you know i still was able to you know keep i don't know the same speed or at least you know be faster than what right. you know typically offensive linemen were so you know i understood where i could where i was going to get beat or where I could, you know, I guess lose guys and I'd be okay. So, you know, I knew, hey, I gotta figure out how to fight the bull rush. I lined up against an all-American every day in practice mm-hmm. and just, you know, got my butt kicked in one-on-ones and just started figuring out, okay, if I cannot let this guy immediately get sacked with him rushing, I should be okay in a game. And, uh, you know, so I mean, that was but well, Like I said, we were a, we were a veer option team, so it fit well that, you know, I mean, I could I could. Pull or I could you know get to the Mike linebacker and, and release on a five technique without a problem. Right. Um. So you know the, my biggest issue that I had was, was was pass protection. When I get um you know I get I get a bull rush or huh you you know you get some guy that could just you know just run you over kind of deal. Right. But you know we had we had a scout team. He was a true freshman and he weighed he was about six three and he was about two hundred eighty pounds and he played D end because we had enough D tackles so. I kinda of got the best of both worlds when we go versus our our defense. I had the all American and scout team I had a six three two hundred eighty pound guy trying to bull rush me. Right. So That's a good. Idea. That, was, that was interesting. And and that year I played all I took a snap at all, all five positions.
0: Um, you know, <laughs> across the line. So well, that's uh, good. So I'm, I'm, when, you know, I'm sure when you talk to your, your young guys and when they come in and, and say, well, what am I going to play? You, you, you know, you've got that great experience to say, you might play everything, son. So you better, you better learn them all.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And we always, you know, we tell our guys, you know, if you only want to play right guard, then you've limited yourself to one spot. And, exactly. You now if you're the best guy on the team, okay, great. But you know, you might have to
0: move. So. Right. Uh, yeah. It's great. Great point. Uh, you know, my other question kind of about your bio was, was at Morningside, um, you guys broke a ton of records and scored a million points a game, but uh you kind of made that progression from coaching running backs, tight ends to offensive line and, and being a co-coordinator. How, you know, obviously that with the coordinator uh, title, it's, it's a lot of preparation, but how did your preparation change moving from kind of the running backs, tight ends to the offensive line? You know, what, what sort of changes did you have to make now in, in in your own coaching preparation yeah
1: so um you know when I was at Morningside with Steve Ryan as the the running backs guy you know I mean NAI football so you've got there's you know, each coach is wearing about 12 different hats right um and you know those first two now we we would meet as a staff every day at 6 a.m. um and so a lot of the offensive stuff that we do, we do together. And, you know, myself, Lucas Luters who's now the offensive coordinator at central Missouri. You know, he was just that morning. we, we walked in literally like the same day Mm -hmm. and uh, he just left, you know, after winning two national titles and went to central Missouri and, you know, Steve Ryan's um, you know, been there forever and done a phenomenal job, but us three kind of worked together for four years. And then after that, you know, when, Steve kind of gave Lucas and I the, off, the offense coordinator title. Um, you know, we would sit and, you know, we do basically the same meeting, but I found that more doing more stuff at home at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we got done with practice, we were done until, you know, 6 a.m. the next morning. But I'd find, you know, we'd go home at night and, you know, Lucas would go, I'm going to watch third down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch short yardage and goal line. And we kind of had stuff. We kind of broke up and then we'd bounce ideas off each other and ultimately pitch him to Steve. And, you know, he was kind of the, you know, obviously you got to pitch to the head coach, but, right. uh, um, but we'd sit and, you know, we'd talk and, but I just remember, you know, watching more film outside of maybe the office and, you know, and in meetings and doing more of it at home and, you know, Hey, Thursday, here's our, you know, maybe our top runs. And, you know, Lucas would come up with hey here's some good openers. And um, I, but working together was a, was a really big thing for, for Lucas and I. And, you know, for what maybe people don't know is both of us, our first two years, we, we didn't live in Sioux City. We lived 40 minutes away. So we drove every day with each other for two, two and a half years. Right. To work. And, uh, you know, developed a really good relationship. So we could, you know, think what we were thinking in our heads during the game, we kind of understood what the other guy was
0: thinking. So Right. that's And that's, I mean, that's that's great. That's, you want to have that with, especially with, with, off you know, offensive and defensive specific sides. You know, you want to be able to have that that relationship and that communication where, you know, it's kind of the one guy knows what the other guy's thinking and you guys are both on the same page. Cause you know what, you know, your guys and you know what works for your offense and what works for your, for your team to be successful.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's looking at those, some of those numbers you sent over are just like jaw dropping because that's, you know, for, for you guys, especially, you know, this, after this past season, you guys have a forty and three record. You've rushed for almost twelve thousand yards in three years. I mean, that's uh, that's ridiculous and, and just a, a testament to what you guys do offensively and, and you know your your preparation as the O line coach for those guys. That's uh, cause yeah. we you know obviously we like to take all the credit. Where those all those those twelve thousand rushing yards are one hundred percent because of the O line, right? <laughs> I would.
1: I'd like to say that, but I, there's about probably. Oh, I don't know. There's probably there's at least six receivers I know that would definitely want to have some say in that.
0: Yeah, say that word. Tight
1: ends, and you know, I we've we've had a really good run here. And I think the biggest thing that you know was probably is not is needs to be stated is that you know we've had some really really good football players here mm-hmm. and guys that have bought in. You know, we had an All American wide receiver you know, the last two years that played along with our All-American tailback. And, you know, on first and 10, he's going down and diving in and getting a safety, you know, where he could be, I'm waiting for the ball, man, on third down or, you know, throw me the ball. And we've had a lot of really good team guys. You know, we've had two tight ends that have just been, you know, you know, basically bastard tackles that lined up in an eligible number and just, you know, were responsible for the edge. And, you know, those guys really, you know, sacrificed, you know, personal personal glory for you know the betterment of the team and right we've had some good running backs and you know our running back would be the first one to you know talk to guys on the sideline after after a big drive or a big touchdown or same with our receiver he catches catches a touchdown you know he goes hey thanks for the time so the quarterback could throw the ball and, uh, <laughs> you know i mean which is awesome to hear and you know they they understand the team part of it and everything and right so but
0: um yeah that's awesome that's 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 great that that right there kind of got me uh Got me itching for football again because that, that's, that's the stuff that, you know, especially as offensive line coaches, that's the stuff that we really appreciate is when we, you know, when, when kind of we get a big, a big drive or a big, you know, a t- score a touchdown and come to the sideline and get to sit down and talk to our guys. And then you get, you know, the running back comes over, the quarterback comes over and, and says his piece and says his thanks. And it's kind of like, all right, let's, let's go do it again. We like that, we like that, uh, that feeling. So it, that, that's great. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's yeah. it's
1: it's one of the, it's one of probably the best things that you get to see, you know, outside of, you know, the coaching aspect of of just seeing those guys interact and truly care about each other. And mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, when I was at Morningside College, you know, we had Brandon Wager who was he played at Iowa, um, and then he was, you know, he was the Orange Bowl MVP, and then he, you know, he, he had transferred to Morningside, and I, we were playing a game in 2013. And our, our senior All American center goes over and goes man, I'm, I'm glad you decided to play with us. And he goes, man, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys let me play with you. And, you know, you guys have been awesome. And, you know, I'm just happy to be part of the team. And, you know, for yeah. him to say that, you know, coming from where he was to where he is, and um, he just understood that, you know, the relationships matter. Um, Absolutely.
0: You know, among, amongst those guys. Absolutely. Well, Coach, last question I've got for you, and you Kind of, you've kind of been starting to talk about it a little bit, but um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen uh, from guys you have coached or maybe guys you played with or guys that you just were a fan of, who would be on that five person offensive line
1: um well I would, you know I would have to say of of guys that you know that that i've that i've watched or that you know I guess you know I'm a little younger and i you know uh, you know like you said, you had coach Blazica on here the other day and he was talking about some of these guys I'm like man, those guys are really good i't seen a lot of film of them um but the Orlando Pace would definitely be one. I remember yeah. watching him as a kid. I was, uh, went to the Iowa-Ohio State game at Iowa, and, I mean, that dude, I was sitting in – I can't remember what end zone it was, but we were, we were 90 rows up, but you could see him just move people. <laughs> I just remember that. Um, Tyron Smith, um, the, the left tackle for the Cowboys. I tell our guys all the time, man, if you want to watch a film of a guy who's athletic and can run, you know, he's an absolute guy to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, Quentin Nelson. Is that, is that right? The, the old lineman for the, for the Colts?
0: Yeah. He's the, uh, he's yeah. A,
1: man, he's a phenomenal guy and just, you know, strong and tough and just everything you're looking for in a dude. And then um, Marshall Yonda, I, you know, watched him. with yeah. The Ravens and then, you know, watched him a little bit and just, you know, kind of see, but then I, I just watched his interview um, on Pat McAfee the other day. And just, I mean, you want to talk about guys that just, look like they're deathly sick you know he was down to like 245 pounds after playing at 312 in January he's already down
0: that much wow oh yeah
1: and uh but just you know just he was just uh and you know hearing some stories from him you know from from guys at Iowa and just you know how hard of a worker he is and you know stuff that you can sell your guys on those guys you know those those four guys would, would be on there for me right now of guys that you know if you wanted to watch play and I mean there's a ton of them right you know there's a ton of them to watch um you know, a bunch of our guys like David Batiari because a lot of them are from Wisconsin and Packer fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a good, great guy as well, you know, to put up there. Um, so. Okay.
0: Yeah, I like I, – I, I like um, – Marshall Yanda is kind of one of those guys to me. He was just – he was like the one of the ultimate lunch pill guys. Like he just showed up every day, did his work, went home, and came back the next day and did it again. You know, that's sort of – he was along those lines and, and, you know, that you get a lot of really great players like that, but he was, uh, he was definitely one of those guys and you forget how good he was for a long time.
1: Exactly. And at multiple, you know, at guard and tackle, Yeah. you know, just being able to move and, um you know, and he, uh, you know, we've had two guys obviously that have, have gone on to the NFL from here, but Chris Reed um, is playing with the Panthers right now as an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he talked to our guys the other week and just, you know, I, uh, the, the thing that he struck home was, you know, you gotta, it gets so much easier once you understand what's going on in the entire playbook. Right. And you understand, you know, who's blocking what, not just your position. And, you know, so I think that for him to say that, you know, us, us as coaches were kind of in the background being like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, it's a, that's a victory for us. So. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, but yeah. Well coach, uh, before we get you out of here, do me a favor, drop your Twitter handle for everybody. Um, and then, uh, any other information you want these guys to know?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Twitter is, uh, at coach underscore Prosser. Um, and you know, uh, feel free to hit me up on there or, uh, or shoot me an email. Um, you know, always looking, you know, to talk ball. I know, obviously you know, we've done a little, we've talked a little bit, you know, during this, during this time and, uh, you don't, you don't ever know when it's going to end. Um, but yeah, hit me up if uh, you got questions or anything, obviously we're more than happy to share. Um, you know, nothing is, Everything was stolen from someone at some point, uh, as, as Jay Long would say, out of Chatterton State, you know, he's, and it's just how you're going to use it and how it's going to fit you. So yep. any
0: way we can help, we'd love to help you here at Minnesota State. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on and speaking. Uh, you know, best of luck this upcoming season, and uh, hopefully you guys are staying safe and staying healthy and looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. I love, uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, All right Coach. Thanks. Thanks again for everyone listening and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our hog football chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.